Hi, I'm Sonic. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 56 of Shades of Brown. This week, we're going to start off by, um, what are we doing? We're, we're laughing at we're, Skype? I, I, yeah, we're laughing at Skype. Um, so, Skype is an app that podcasters apparently use. I've actually never used Skype for a podcast. Uh, like, I think back when I had a Windows phone, we, me and Sadik had like a, a games room for like a destiny clan that i have started right because just because i was lazy and skype was integrated into the smf app sms app in uh windows phone 10 windows mobile 10 windows 10 for phones windows 10 on arm whatever whatever microsoft is calling it today uh and you know it was it was pretty good when it's actually it worked just like iMessage when it was integrated into uh the SMF apps was was just fucking dope. But it sucks for everyone else because you had to actually use a Skype app, you know, and that's terrible. But Skype apparently now has a call recording mode, which actually I how it works, I think, is interesting, right? So what it does for you is it does the thing we're doing right now, right? So like when we record a podcast, Sadik records his audio, I record mine locally, and then we send each other the files, right? So what this does is that it will do that for you. It it records everyone's audio locally and then sends it to the host. Oh, okay. So that's that's pretty. I mean, from feature perspective, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, uh, but at the same time, like I don't use Skype in twenty eighteen. Yeah, like, you know, potential chat app discourse and potential hot take, but just fucking <laughs> use Discord or just use like something like a mumble server is not hard to use like more I feel importantly like, a mumble server is really fucking cheap uh, yeah. just for context i think i paid 60 dollars for two years of a mumble server through their official hosting yeah like mumble server it's 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 first of all it's it's uh free and open source software you know it's, you gotta you gotta have that uh and it works pretty damn well like mumble is actually really really good uh, so just use Mumble, like just you know, just a hot hot pro tip. Uh, don't use Skype uh, unless like you really have to. Like unless you just like just, unless you're one of those people who just uses Skype for everything. I mean, those people exist, I guess. Uh, I mean, I feel like the people who use Skype for everything were like gamers and furries, right? And I feel like they've <sighs> moved on moved to Discord. On. Yeah, furries, furries, furries. I mean, furries are on Telegram now. Yeah, but. But I mean, like I, I think the gamers are moving on. The gamers have moved on to Discord, uh, or Unfortunately, Teamspeak. Uh, no, gamers are always on Teamspeak. It's always a mix between Teamspeak and Skype. Teamspeak and like Discord has really taken over uh, that. Everyone's RAM and everyone's mind. Oh God, the Electron app discourse is not happening this episode. Is it, I, I think it actually is going to happen this oh, episode. We're talking. If if we're, if uh, spoilers for later, I guess if we talk about desktop computers, it's going to happen. Oh lord, okay, okay. But let's so, talk about this uh, uh, Apple event, right? So not Apple, yes, Apple. No, Apple had another meeting with Matthew Panzerino from TechCrunch to discuss the roundtable from last year, where Apple to, told the world that desktops are kind of important, maybe. Uh, so the TLDR of this, honestly, is just that uh, Apple's like. We hired professional computer users, like people who make things and use like Logic and Final Cut and Photoshop. And we asked them, hey, how do you guys or girls or non-binary people use your computers? And they tell us and our engineering team listens. And that's how we decide to make pro hardware and pro features for Mac OS. And then they also said that the Mac Pro is still going to be user like uh, has like sort of slot design, right? We can swap parts out. 
like uh and and it's going to be released not in 2018 2019 at the soonest that's that's all the new stuff that came out from this rest of it is just general apple pr fluff um and like cool i guess like yeah like desktops do matter but i love how like they made a whole press thing out of this to be like yeah we we it's still we're still making a, a desktop computer that's literally what they announced i mean they announced this because i think wwdc is coming up and i think the the apple talking heads are getting restless i suppose uh because there hasn't hasn't been any news for the Mac Pro since the last time they talked about it, right? The last time they had uh, a bunch of journalists at their meeting, I guess. Uh, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, because Apple in the article, they were like, oh, we know a bunch of people are deciding whether or not to buy an iMac Pro based yep. off of when the Mac Pro comes out. And yeah. Apple's like, yeah, don't do that, fam. Just yeah, buy don't. that computer. Just, just yeah, <laughs> It's not don't. coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming, but it's it's going to be next year. So if you need a desktop uh, Mac, then you got to get the iMac Pro. Like, there's just... There, you basically have no other choice. Like, what else are you going to get? Uh, the Mac Mini? Uh, <laughs> Mac Mini. I think they forgot about the Mac Mini. I think the Mac Mini, like... The Mac Does, Mini is like the iPad Mini. We just don't talk oh God, about it. Oh, God. The iPad Mini. Yeah, yeah. Apple just, just like forgets. Sometimes like some products exist for years and then suddenly they think, oh, we have that product. We should probably update it. Uh, so so what are we like? What's our actual topic? Do we talk about how desktop computers are important? But like, we, well, we, like, well, I mean, we, we still need to set the stage though too, right? Because we had this. Um, and then Microsoft also had a reorg and, uh, this is, this isn't 2015. We're not going to talk about company financials like that, 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 this, that, that's that old shade. Say that's two shades of brown. This is just shades of brown, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that's yeah. that old, that's that old stuff. We don't, we're not on that anymore, yeah, we're not, but I yeah. do think it's important to, to, to discuss at the very least because there is no one, the person in charge of windows does not report directly to Satya Nadella now. Right. And so like, it's very obvious that Microsoft no longer cares about like Windows being its centerpiece. Like Azure, the person who runs Azure and all the cloud stuff, right? Like they report to Satya, but I believe the Windows dev team is below some senior vice president. So it's sort of like Microsoft and Apple just like kind of don't care that much, right? Like, because okay, so obviously everyone has been moving to like being more smartphone focused and all that and that makes sense and in the meantime desktops have kind of languished right like nothing notable has happened since snow leopard and windows 7 came out right if anything if anything usability on desktops has regressed until very recently with like mac os sierra and windows 10 hmm yeah, like honestly, it's- Windows Eight was was a regression in terms of like WIMP style. Also, WIMP stands for uh, Windows Icons, mice, mouse, and pointer. No, no, no. God, Windows Icons, menus, and pointers. Um, <laughs> I might actually not use the acronym WIMP in that because that might be arguably. I think it's kind of an ableist word, like yeah, the word WIMP like in general. Yeah, but like that, a- that's like an acronym used uh, generally, right? So. I'll just call it desktops for the sake of this, but that's what I mean, right? Like Windows icons, menus, and pointers. And so that's just been languishing, right? Because right, Microsoft, like Windows 8, just basically shoehorned a tablet OS on everything. And then Apple with the uh, with 
macOS 10.9 or is it 10.10 basically added all that weird leather, uh, like leather stuff to the OS. Remember, like you remember the one, like the three releases of macOS that basically try to look like, uh, like the felt on iOS. And it was like really gross. Oh, the skeuomorphic era. Of, yeah. Uh, that, that was a particularly bad, like, I'm not a fan of the skeuomorphic stuff. It's just, like I mean, flat design is kind of. I've talked about this before too, right? Like yeah. flat design has kind of gone too far. But like uh, the uh, the solution to that is not. It's it's not like it's not, go- it's, <laughs> it's not like if I open my computer, it looks like a fucking inside of a briefcase, right? Or like <laughs> or like buttons look like carpet flooring. Like it, that's not that's not the solution. Yeah, like that's that's just not. You know, remember when uh, Windows had a thing called briefcases? They were like special folders. It's still in there. What do you mean? Microsoft doesn't drop support for things. It's not in the UI though, right? It's still supported, but it's like you won't see it in the UI. I think list. you have to like go looking for it to find it, because like, what is a briefcase in Windows? I've never understood it's, that, right? Um, actually, I only vaguely remember this. It's like it's like a like some sort of logical folder abstraction thing. Like it's like you put all these stuff in a briefcase, and in a briefcase you could just like. It's like a folder, but it has some special properties. Like I okay, so honestly, I, I have the Wikipedia article up right now. Yeah, in Windows, the briefcase is a special folder that supports a simple two-way file synchronization between itself and another folder. The briefcase is designed for mobile PC users, so they may transfer it to a removable drive and have it synchronized with the computer to which the removable drive is attached. It follows the same metaphor as a file and file folder. And then, while the file manager tasks perform the Windows Explorer, the briefcase behaves like another uh, folder. Folder, yes. So. Uh, this is back in the day, like this is back before, like before XP. Uh, like oh, it's w- gone in Windows 10 though. Let's, it let's is, it is not there. Yeah. So um, Windows 10, you can uh, modify the registry to re-enable it. <laughs> but yeah, like the it, it was before all this cloud stuff, right? Like you would have like a laptop, and you'd have like a like a like you'd have a briefcase on a floppy disk. Okay, this is how old I'm talking. You'd have a briefcase on a floppy disk, and it would like sync with like uh with like a folder in on your desktop computer so you could like you know like transfer like keep like this folder synced between two devices uh so that was like that solution for like you know keeping folders in sync without manually copying uh folders over right uh okay enough i think that's that's enough so basically it's like the ui version of a sim link it's not really a sim link it's uh just like automating the sync, like automating the copy process, I guess, and that's what that is. I think um, it's not really a sim. Like I think sim links are like a different thing. Like th- those are two separate copies of files, right? Those are two separate. Like those files exist and take out files uh, like this space. Like so, it's just a sync, right? You just yeah. Make yeah. Sh- so uh, so you'd have like the master copy on the desktop, and then like the one on the floppy disk or whatever like you would think like honestly i i barely remember this this was this was like the, my first computer os was uh windows uh millennium edition Argue, arguably a, a, the, one of the worst windows versions to get started on uh i say windows 8 would probably be even worse no i don't think windows 8 is, was that bad windows 8 regular windows 8.1 was all right yeah i suppose the whole metro stuff in windows 8 was uh was a bit yeah, it was not good. Um, so we're talking about how desktops are like, you know, stagnated and how Microsoft doesn't have a Windows and devices group anymore. 
Uh, yeah, it's just basically whenever we talk about Microsoft, they always talk about like old silly things they did that never went anywhere. Yeah, I think that's like that's par for the course right now. <laughs> but I wanted to bring up Microsoft as well, just because it's, it's so much that they don't like bomber era, right? It was like a one Windows, right? Like what Microsoft was like the whole motto. Like there's a there's a really great Shatekery episode on this, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um. And now it's just moved on where Satcher's like, yeah, no, we're going to sell people Office in Azure because it's, like, actually useful. Yeah. And it's making them way more money. That's that's also another thing, right? The Azure stuff, and like the Office 365, uh, Xbox Live, what else? Like, all the cloud services, right? Like, uh, Active Directory on Azure, uh, and like all that cloud stuff is making them probably way more money, like on a recurring basis, right? Than Windows probably ever would, right? Like that's that's what's happening here. Like it's making them more money, so it's getting more priority. I think base that's like the basic gist of it, right? Like the desktop, like desktop is a lost leader essentially, right? At this point, like Windows 10 might as well be free because that's not what they're making their money, right? Like the the money is not being made on OS sales. It's being made on like services, right? That's 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 where it is. Uh, so it, it makes sense for them to like you know refocus, I suppose, uh, on 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 the cloud at AI or whatever they're calling it. Uh, but so, but for like desktop users though, that's that's where that's what so from a sort of uh, corporate perspective, Apple and Microsoft's decision has made complete sense right but like that's uh, shades of brown we don't give a fuck about corporate (laughs) perspectives right um i care about the people perspective from like a personal perspective that means that uh desktops have stagnated uh and now we're in this really weird place right where it's like if you want to do anything with a computer it's either you use google stuff or you pay a subscription Mm-hmm. like you mean like creative stuff so you yeah. pay, pay like you pay adobe? adobe right yeah, yeah, either, pay. yeah right you pay adobe you pay sketch um the people who run sketch right the only so there are some creative apps obviously that do not have subscriptions right now but people but, um, most artists use photoshop he's photoshop's taught in colleges right and that's what they use and and everyone's kind of just kind of tricks you into thinking you need photoshop or adobe cs suite to make things right or if you uh if you're still using Mac OS for creative things, bless your heart. Uh like no I'm being serious, like what where's the so I can say I use Mac OS for creative stuff, right? Because it's audio work and Mac OS still has like a bomb audio stack, right? Like that's still like it's really good. But honestly, if you're doing video editing, like why why would you use a Mac? Yeah, if you're tied to like Final Cut yeah outside of that why right like you get better hardware for cheaper on windows you get better performance right yeah you'd get better performance graphics performance for sure and these apps especially adobe's apps right have the same ui regardless of what platform you're on right right so for like for the most part it's like apple's been stagnating apple has been making computers for professionals right like yeah apple forgot how to make keyboards right yeah they did they really and then like in their os stuff right like uh They've literally been like rewriting subsystems in Mac OS to try and quote unquote modernize it, but then it being broken, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's happened with some of their network stack. Yeah. Like they just kind of broke it because they thought like the rewrite would work well enough, but yeah. it, didn't, it didn't. And it wasn't ready to be shipped. Yep. And so like this whole entire time, people have just like been putting up with this bullshit. Yeah, they have, yeah. But this is like this is this is where where the crux of our conversation comes, right? Like that that is that is the stage right now. Um 
and then we have desktop Linux, right? We do, yeah. And we, I, we, we, we will preface this by saying me and Sadik have been using Linux for far too long. Like we, <laughs> we, I don't. Neither of us actively use it today. But what, you, I started getting into it when I was like uh, twelve or eleven. You probably probably like, around, around the same, same time. Yeah, probably around the same time when I first became Ubuntu was like I was like thirteen. I, I, it was from an article in PC World magazine uh, about a new Ubuntu release. I think it was eight point oh four. Uh, Hardy Heron, I think, uh, was the was the one, uh, and that's how I learned about Linux. Uh, so that's that's my perspective. But I haven't used desktop Linux in a, in quite a bit. Uh, so that's, well, yeah, desktop because we do. Uh, I manage servers actively, and Static, of course, does a fuck ton. <laughs> uh, your job is doing Linux, Linux stuff, right? Stuff, yes, yeah, it is. Uh, my job involves Linux servers all the time, mostly. Uh, Mostly CentOS servers, really, uh, but Linux servers all the time. Like it's it's that's I'm in SSH sessions in some sort, pretty much every day. So, like I work with Linux on a daily basis, but I don't use Linux on and on on desktop platforms like on my laptop or on my desktop. Both of them, my desktop runs Windows, and my laptop is is a MacBook, so it runs macOS. Uh, so why did you move away from desktop Linux? I honestly, I got tired of it. Like I, I got tired of, uh, I got tired of fixing my OS to get work done. Right. Like that's like, I got tired of managing my OS. Right. I, I didn't want to babysit my OS. Right. Like, like that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do stuff that was stuff other than like when I was a teenager, that was fun. Right. It was fun to mess around with, uh, installing various Linux distros, you know, reinstalling like every week, like a new distro or like, you know, like not actually having like a stable desktop or like using like rolling release distros or like unstable software. But like right now I, I, I need a stable desktop. And I, while Linux can provide that, I just find that because I use my desktop most uh, for gaming as well. So I was like, might as well just stick to the windows, right? Like why, why I don't need to use Linux to, work with linux servers uh so it's like why why should i subject myself to linux's honestly worse as a desktop in many ways like i feel like it's, it was it wasn't that smooth back then like back this is like the ubuntu like un- early unity days i was like nah this is this is not really for me and i don't want to deal with like rolling release distro problems so i was like might as well just use windows like why Windows was at a point where I think it was maturing, like after Windows 8.1 came out, I felt like, yeah, now I can actually use Windows on a day-to-day basis, right? It doesn't crash anymore. Like, I haven't seen a blue screen of death in, honestly, like probably like 10 years. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen a blue screen of death. Um, And Windows is extremely stable for me. Uh, It works. It has all the software I need. And it can, like, I can get much, like any work stuff done from it. So it's like, like it's a win-win situation. So I was like, that's why I use Windows these days. And Mac OS, I was just like, uh, I decided to like I, I don't like laptops. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't really like laptops. I was just trying out various laptop things. So I tried a Surface Pro 3 and then I did I tried a MacBook Pro, and that's what I'm sticking with for now. But I don't really use the MacBook Pro uh all that much. So it's just it's just there, but I don't really use it all that much. So that's my story for why I don't like use Linux, Linux on a desktop anymore. 
So Christian, uh, you could go ahead, I guess. Dear. I don't use desktop Linux anymore, mainly for the reason that um, I just don't have time for bullshit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and like I. I know that a lot of our, especially our audience, right? A lot yeah. of them use desktop Linux. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I want you to know, I, I, I've, I've been there, right? Like we, but like, I, it's, I just don't need to deal with that bullshit, right? No, no, really. It's, and, it, and by bullshit, I mean things breaking for reasons that make sense to me in a technical sense, but are actually bullshit, right? Like I, I'm, I, desktop Linux is stable. Like it is, it's stable, but, but it's it's the paper cuts, right? Um, it's the fact that like if I download an app, it has a completely different UI metaphor than another app, even though they're on the same OS technically. And I understand that, right? This app's written in Vala. This app is uh, built for GNOME. This app's written in some other language, Python maybe, and uses like Qt for the uh, frame for like the UI stuff, right? And is and has been designed to look in place of other apps that run on like a Plasma interface. Like I get that at a technical level, but at a user level, I just don't have the time to sort out those two metaphors. And more importantly, right? Like I can I can I can work on a toaster, right? Like I yeah, you, I use the- I use the Chromebook. Remember, yeah, I used to use a CR forty eight. I used yep. to use the, the slowest Chromebook. Yep. With uh one of the it has one of the one of the slowest Intel Atom processors that like at the time, right? Because it's like a t- too free laptop Google would send out. And I mean, I flashed the BIOS on that thing, right? And I like installed Elementary and Debian and other OSs, but then I kind of went back to Chrome OS because I. Web web based apps actually were like an interesting time in my life where like I tried to get everything done in the web browser and for the most part I like got done right. Like yeah, you I would just rely on a terminal for when I needed to uh do like any quote unquote like heavy lifting, right? But then afterwards, right when I had the surface and I was trying out Windows, it was still I was still doing computing quote like computing light, right? Because I was only using like Metro apps and UWP apps and Windows 10 rolled around. But now that I'm on the Mac and like I'm actually back into like making things again, um I don't it's it's nicer, right? And I mean, like, it's not nicer as in, like, the hardware is nice or anything like that, right? It's nicer as in the software is nicer and simpler to use. And it's all built with one interface guideline, that's, right? That's true and that's on macOS. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, Windows is a different story, right? Yeah, Windows is... Uh, <laughs> because on macOS, like, Logic just works nicely and Audio Hijack works nicely and they all follow a similar, like, interface set. But at least even in... uh on windows windows yeah it's not too wild right no it's not it's not really like like most stuff has like menu bars and like you know like you know like the usual window windowing stuff like it's not like and and keyboard shortcuts are generally the same same, between apps and core functionality like saving in that is generally the same between apps yeah yeah so most stuff it's like it's fine like windows is it's, it's all good and also uh the big reason for me moving past desktop linux is uh I unlike static love laptops and I value something called battery life. And now I understand power top exists. Do not at me. I have, there's probably some GitHub file, some sort of backup of like a power top config I had when I was a kid. Yeah. But here's the thing though. Like I don't have the time to fuck around with that. No, right. No, I, I really don't have the time to power the massive power uh, configuration. And now I think now like, Neither of the reasons that me and you don't use desktop Linux anymore are uncommon. But now that we're done shitting on it, I want I want to praise it for a bit, like because there are things I fucking loved about it, right? Uh, 
my my font setups were the best because I could tweak it. I had like dope icon themes, icon packs. I had dope like GTK themes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's like speaking of like designs, like designs, so talk about elementary OS, right? Um, like I feel like elementary OS is I've been following that for so long. Yeah, too, right? it, is, it has been around for a bit now. I remember when it was it was a uh, the first release of Ubuntu ten point ten. Or 11.4, something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. But beforehand, uh, around the times you went to 9, Ubuntu 10, like, uh, or I mean 9.10 and 10.4, they had preliminary releases, right? Where you could build dailies and stuff. And I remember the UI, the UI top bar, right? Uh, it's called Wing Panel. But the original idea from it was that it would be a panel. So in desktop Linux, because um, you cannot you can't well not it's not xor it's just a, it's a ui a ui design right you can't predict how the how the uh menu bar for an application is going to look right so the window decoration is always separate from the chrome and now i know gtk with uh with gnome 3 has done that differently right so you can have ui controls in the same top bar as like menu controls right but back then it used to be that uh every app would have a title bar that was made by like the system right it would hang above it and so uh, Ubuntu used to have their menu. Well, they moved to having their window controls on the left side, like Mac OS. It's at the right side, like Windows. And so you, most apps now had like this huge empty space on the right side. And so the elementary OS people were like, well, what if we just put the menu bar in there, right? And so whatever active window you have would have like your battery indicator, your uh, user indicator, your volume indicator, right? And that'd be all the menu bar applets. And that was super cool when it worked. Like they moved way, they moved past that because that, that problems, right? Of like, well, what if, how does that scale to different screen sizes? Or what if you have a lot of windows open, right? But that general idea was really cool. And I remember building that. And I think the thing about elementary OS is that they, they did the thing that we always want Canonical to do, right? Because we were like, Unity was great. There's good ideas here, but it was hampered by the fact that, right, that apps wouldn't integrate with it entirely right and canonical had to keep like i think they even had a project for it right like the paper cuts project or something like that or like 100 paper cuts thing where like before every release they're like once a year they would go through and just start cutting through a bunch of paper cuts to try and make the system feel more cohesive and and i get that the the lack of cohesion right is sort of like one of the benefits of desktop Linux because it's so modular but but it's also to its detriment right because then you it, it everything feels like a fish out of water Right, right. So elementary OS was trying to like um, have a cohesive like like UI paradigm, I guess. Like they had the whole sort of uh, sort of Mac OS looking, I guess. I suppose it's not unfair to call it basic. Like in the early days, at least, I think it felt more like a Mac OS clone, right? But well, I it's only in look though, right? It's not it's how it a, works. Yeah. No, because no. I I guess nowadays, but. Mac OS versus Windows and how like applications work is a little different, right? Because right, like, is it the document model versus the application model, right? Of how like applications work, right? Where on Mac OS, it's uh, so right in Windows. If you have multiple windows of an app open, that's different instances of the app. But in Mac OS, if you have multiple windows of an app open, they can technically still be in the same instance, which is kind of a minor detail. But way back when, when resources were a lot more limited, right? That made that made a much more of a difference. Because if you wanted two documents open in Photoshop, and I think it was before like Photoshop had tabs, right? You would have to have two instances of Photoshop opened up. Where Mac OS, it'd just be two individual windows. Because Mac OS, right, had had like the applets for, uh, or like the sort of like toolbar would be its own separate floating window. Yeah, for Photoshop instead yeah, of like the, one the tool, single the window. The toolbar would be above the like the application, right? It would be like the topmost 
Like it would be on the top. What is the top bar on macOS called? I actually can't remember. The menu uh, bar. The menu, the menu bar. Menu. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, it's probably called like some other name, but I don't care. Mac nerds <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> yeah, uh, the menu bar. Like the menu stuff would be in the menu bar, right? Regardless of which window you were in, right? Like, it would change depending on window, right? It changes like, depending on app. Oh yeah. So but every window would stay the same. Mm-hmm. Where Windows, right? Where it's each window, it, and I know, right? Nowadays, it's not really how it works, but at least. Back around Windows XP, Windows 95, earlier versions, right? It'd be each Windows its own instance of the program. And so, anyways, the, the point being with that is that elementary OS follows the Windows model of things, right? Because that's how most Linux apps work. Right, uh, right, right. They they have the usual Linux paradigms, like they minimize, maximize. Uh, which, of course, nowadays doesn't actually matter because, yeah, you know, everything can run its own Windows. We have resources. It like yeah, it's kind of weird to talk about like that because... Uh, windowing is such like it has been around for so long it almost feels like it's it has always been there so it's like it's weird to talk about it as or a, even now too like having like tabs and apps has always been yeah the tabs felt like yeah. it's always been there mm-hmm. and so desktop linux right like it is there's been an opening for it to swoop in and like do something right like literally microsoft and apple have been sitting on their asses for the past decade and desktop Linux has not really moved forward. And people are, I know that's like a little debatable and I, I recognize that because yeah, there have yeah. been improvements, right? Like Gnome Shell's gotten way better. Gnome, Gnome Shell, Shell is, yeah. isn't, isn't shitty anymore. KDE is much nicer now. KDE is very good, actually. KDE uh, even has like a little tablet interface I yeah. think they've been working on. And, but that's the thing, right? It's like, I feel like desktop Linux and Linux users are, so are very much so in tune with the uh we'll use a terminal and then we'll give people a uh a when like a mouse based GUI that they've completely missed the whole entire like phone and tablet sort of thing right and at least for the for I understand that for phones it is a different place to break into because Qualcomm holds a monopoly and you cannot actually release yeah. desktop mm-hmm. linux on a phone unless right. you're releasing like some broken fork of android yeah that so. makes sense to me, and I wish things were better there. But there's still other places, right, where desktop Linux could have gone in. Like Chronicle is trying so many places. Yeah, like Ubuntu phone didn't work out, but Chronicle had a Ubuntu tablet. They had a Ubuntu TV, but none of that went anywhere. No, um, it didn't. Yeah, and and now we have right like smart assistants and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Do you remember? Oh my god, it's this weird German word. And you remember? It was this open source thing released as part of the GNOME project that would, like, you could enable it. And Kanaka used to use it for search, right? Yeah. It would track the apps you were in the most, right? And then use it to sort of build a model you could search into. This sounds familiar, but I can't quite remember the name of it. Like, that's... I can't remember the name of it either. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when they switched to Unity, that's what the dashboard is based off of, right? Yeah. It would show you like recently used files and stuff right, like that. Right. And then other apps could integrate it because it would build like a local database yeah. of uh, based off of like the things you use and the files you access the most. And it was yeah, all yeah. like running locally on the system. Right, right. Uh, and I know there's like stuff like Mycroft and all that, but but no one's like provided the complete package yet. And now I understand that is a lot of work, right? That is an extreme amount of work and also voice uh, recognition. I know Mozilla has been doing some work and there's some other open source work on making sort of machine learning libraries for uh, re- voice recognition and all that right. accessible and uh, free to use right. and uh, open source. Yeah. But 
no one's really made the complete solution yet but i feel like that's like a place that like what what does a modern desktop linux distro look like right because to me a modern desktop linux distro is one that it's basically like right like elementary os with a uh with with a assistant based sort of like platform to it right that runs locally and and maybe that's not everyone's cup of tea, but I always remember we had a thread on about mass on the other day and everyone's like, well, I don't like touch interfaces and I don't like, or I don't like using the mouse that much. I prefer a keyboard based interface. And I think we, we have to get rid of the assumption that the future is right. Is only voice or only touchscreen. Right. 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 Because it's, as of right now, right. It's, it's a fucking mess of everything. Right. Yeah, and is, that's yeah. why web apps are, are taking over so much. Right. Yeah. Like, that's why Electron has succeeded so much because you, you can't you can't design for every platform, right? As right. much as I want to say, I want a native Mac app for Mastodon. I want a native iPhone app for Mastodon, but I also want a native Android app for those users and a native Windows app, and also maybe a cool Linux app. You can't do that, right? Like, uh, no one's expecting Eugen right here to go right to to, <laughs> to learn UI Kit, right? No, no, no. Like God, Gargamel, no. Gargamel is not going to learn Swift. God no, <laughs> he has enough to do already. Jesus, but right, uh, so, but and that's why web apps are taking over because it's such simpler to do that, and you can make it work on touch and all that, right? But but there is like there's a place for like a native OS with native apps that does the same thing, right? Like you can have an assistant platform that ties into the terminal, right? Like I could be like, uh, I've always called it Red. Like that's been like whenever I shit post about <laughs> it on Mastodon, I'm like my AI platform is called Red, Red, and I'm gonna call it Red. Uh, and so let's say Red, right? Like you open it up, and you can use your voice or you can use like your keyboard, right? And you're like, um, convert this photo or this video to another file, right? Like convert a pirated anime.mp4 to pirated anime.webm, right? And then that sh- it should be smart enough to know that, oh, I can use FFmpeg. And oh, I have the documentation from the man pages of FFmpeg and I can do that for you, right? Like why why isn't that a thing? And I understand, no, that's, that's a rhetorical, like why isn't that a thing? Like I actually understand the complexity that goes into building such a system. Yeah. But there's so many people working on the building blocks for this, right? We already have, right? That was like what, back in 2011 where we had a system that would like scan your system not, or like monitor locally to build sort of like a profile of like what you use the most and like be able to, you and apps could tap into that with your permission and like in a ethical, in a way that, a way, in a way that like respected your privacy. And now you have like the Mycroft people working on that sort of like AI platform, not assistant platform who's not really AI. And then there's like TensorFlow libraries and stuff. And I know it's released by Google. That's kind of gross, but they're still open source. Or even then there's stuff Mozilla's been working on. There, There's enough going on here that I feel like the, the, the modern Linux desktop would have that and could have a UI that could scale, right? Like, because then you could just use this red thing, right? To like control apps because if it knew enough about the system, right? And if it read all the strings and all that, like, why not? And I, and I know that, like, obviously, like, you wouldn't be using it for, like, Audacity or, like, creative work. But if I have a chat app and that chat app is built to integrate with Red because it's, like, a native... It's, like, a, it's a, it's a first-class citizen on, like, the Linux desktop, then, like, why, why not, right? And now... And I think... I think that, like, maybe this is more me dreaming because people are still going to make Electron apps. But if the system if the system isn't there, right, then what like people are making electron apps right now because UWP is a fucking mess. Um Apple has no real solution and LOLQT? Yeah, basically. It's it's just easier to develop 
like not easy easier as in like it's it's well it is easier it's just faster right you can iterate faster on things right you can you can have you could just build like this electron app and it'll run on like three platforms so it's like why would you build a native app like why like what's what's the compelling reason for you to build a native app like right now there's no compelling reason really like there's no compelling reason for you to build a native app there's nothing that nothing that worth integrating with in these desktop OSs, right that's worth the time and effort to build a native app you get what i'm saying right it's like yeah. it's just not there's no worth incentive it. right yeah, there's no and incentive. like and, and users are okay users will complain about electron apps but they still use them right they're, they're we complain about them, electron yeah. apps yeah but uh we still use them <laughs> like your brother probably loves discord right like people i work with use discord right yeah because it's like it's what people use and they don't know why their macbook is running shittily right or they don't know why their laptop has like tanked in terms of battery life yeah it's it's like they, they put up with it it's not a good experience but they put up with it because it's there right that's the thing. It, it exists. It, it works well enough. It works well enough. And and now there's like a separate component of it, right? So we have we have like sort of that. I feel I think like building this sort of UI or building a system for UIs that can scale, right? That's like responsive enough that you know if you are using it on a small screen size, but also but it could also scale to like a big screen and be able to integrate with some kind of assistant platform. Like I think and. I understand that's like a big ass for the open source community, but that's like the next part, right? Where it's like, I think we have to change how we think about open source software and the fact that it's all volunteer driven, right? Mm, it's not really. Like does- if you, if you have the cash, you should pay people who make software for Linux, right? Right. And I, right. I understand there's people listening, you know, like you're cash strapped to use Linux because a lot of stuff's free and you know, that's yeah. fine. That's, yeah, that's great. Fine, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Mastodon gets funded by people by a minority of the users. Desktop Linux would be the same, right? Like, sure, you know, let's like work for like universal basic info from everyone. But in the meantime, like it's people, people who have the means to support the the development of desktop Linux should, right? Yeah, they should. Yeah, because right yeah. now, at the very least, we have most of the kernel stuff being funded by like what Red Hat and Google. Yeah, right, at this basically, point. The and, big, other, and Intel, I think too, mm-hmm, right? The big, uh, big companies that use. The Linux kernel, you know, like Red Hat obviously is in there. Uh, Google, obviously, uh, as you mentioned, Intel. There's probably others, right? Uh, it's it's a fairly like like the Linux Foundation probably has like a list of like people who like donate to the Linux Foundation and whatnot. So it's like yeah, like it's being funded right now by by these big companies because because they use it right and it's it's useful to their business. To, ha- to have Linux be like a good kernel, right? So they they contribute code and money uh, to the Linux community, right? So it's like that's how it's working right now. Right now, it's it's, it's a lot of Red Hat money swirling around the ecosystem, right? It's a lot of uh, canonical money swinging around. Uh, there's a lot of like uh, who else? Microsoft is swinging around money in the Linux ecosystem. So it's like. It's all these big, like you know, big corporations worth billions of dollars. Uh, but but none of that funding is going to desktop Linux, right? Like no, the GNOME project no, it's not. is. It's I not mean, GNOME really. project has like funding coming in, right? So it's a KDE project, but it's nothing compared, right? No, to what to what the actual kernel is. The kernel, and, that, and I think that at the very least, they they. I don't think desktop like platforms like the shells and all that can get as much funding as that. No. But de- but users 
for sure could fund it more. No, yeah, yeah, that's you're right. It's I think that is where users. I think element coming back to elementary OS, right? I think their model of being funded by users is it's, it's like it's 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 idealistic, but I think that is the right approach, right? Like it's idealistic as in like it's not like sustainable from a business perspective, right? But that's not what we are talking about here. We're talking about like uh, like sort of like a patronage model right that's what we're talking about yeah right it's because it's like until because this is desktop linux you you don't run it like a business right like that's the whole point of this right (laughs) the whole point of it is to be the third private option that doesn't track you doesn't make doesn't creep you out and you know what's going on in your system and uh respects you and your privacy and your time and these sort of services right it's always about i think until if until there's like a place where like people can do this without having to worry, you have to eat, right? It has to be, you have to be in a position where the people who have the means should be able to fund those who just want to work on this because it's important work, right? Because right now would we'll be, what do you get to? You get to the phone marketplace, right? Where no one, no one can even enter it without having to touch something that's going to track them. Exactly, or you have yeah. to have an inane amount of money to be, uh, to be in like, I think a name's the wrong word there. A large amount of money. I don't a know. Large, a ridiculous a large, you have to buy an iPhone, yeah, right? Yeah. And I guess that works for some that works for me and you because we can, because you know, we don't have to worry about other things. But that, yeah. like, I can't tell everyone to go get an iPhone SE. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not that's not realistic in any sense. Like it, like uh like it's just not happening, right? Like and uh that's where Google comes in, right? Google's like, Oh yeah, we're gonna build these uh Android One devices, right? Uh, and like these eighty dollar or even lower uh, devices, that's that's going to be their solution to this problem to sell phones to like you know the next billion people, as they call it, uh, that are going to have phones. So, I mean, why why is the, why is there not an option for one that runs a bunch? Right, that was there was chance. that was the thing. The Canonical gave up on it. They even yeah. had hardware partners, mm-hmm. and like okay. They're probably burning a fuck ton of money into it. They like, are, oh, yeah. let's uh, let's under like, well, let's be realistic here. They're burning a fuck ton of money into it. It's still like proprietary drivers, PS Qualcomm. Yep. I don't know. I wish I wish it really would have gone through. Um, and I know now we probably entered in the zone of like us hoping for things that probably won't happen. <laughs> but like, no one's even trying, right? Like that's mm. that's the thing, right? Like the elementary people are trying. There's open source design dot net, which I'm gonna link to because that's some cool resources if you're into like open source stuff and you kind of like want to get into the design community. That's a good place to I think maybe yeah, start. Yeah, that's that's for sure. But, yeah. uh, I it's it's a thing we're all complaining about, right? Like yeah. all this is all this is connected. Open social networks are connected. Chat apps are connected. This is the thesis <laughs> of this fucking podcast. All right. The reason why I sit here and complain every week about the same shit and everyone gets annoyed at me and says they don't want to hear this discourse anymore. No, is because like, you, okay, so you want you you want to talk about like open information and democratizing computing and all that stuff and giving shit back to people. This is how you do it, right? You have an open platform that respects you. You have a built, you have native apps using that are open source using like open web standards, right. To talk to each other. And then you have those being like encrypted end to end. And then you have it being sent over like secure layers on the network. Right. And then you have transparency at every level. And that is an extremely idealistic world that probably won't happen. (laughs) I don't think that. Yeah. But like, that's the world we should like, we should aspire for, right. We should aspire for that. Right. (laughs) Because I don't know, that was like the bullshit they told me back on IRC when I like downloaded a bunch of you. 
<laughs> that's that's like the marketing pitch, right? Like the market, like, yeah. The marketing pitch is that if you use like this art, this thing that might crash on you every now and then, and then you have to bump into the terminal when your audio driver crashes, right? Or yeah, audio terminal. Yeah, that's like the FSF, <laughs> the FSF uh, stuff, right? Like the free software movement uh, foundation. Uh, Stallman and you know Stallman like, was right, and I hate to say that, right? Like <laughs> that's that's an extremely upsetting sentence for me to say. <laughs> but for the most part, and you know, I don't agree with everything Stallman says, but the general sentiment of um, yeah, yeah don't trust big corporations because they're gonna fuck you over. Use free software is pretty true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like definitely, it's becoming more true by the uh, by the minute, I suppose. Uh, that's the that's the thing, right? Like all these big companies, like Red Hat, uh, like like how much long? Like the, right now, the focus is on really on like server stuff. Like right now, like as I mentioned, like all this money swinging around in the Linux ecosystem, it's it's not focused on desktop, right? It's it's focused on servers. It's focused on DevOps. It's focused on Docker. It's focused on containers. It's focused on. Uh, enterprise stuff enterprise hardware so enterprise software like enterprise linux uh distributions enterprise networking hardware enterprise white box servers like it's not focused on the average desktop user right it's not that's not where the money is focused like, the money is there but it's not for you that's what i'm saying <laughs> it's the money is there it's not for you uh it's it's for the servers uh, so and it's for the enterprises that run these servers, right? These enterprises have thousands of servers. It's for the companies, right? It is like for the, the only reason. Yeah, the mm, only reason the that server Linux is so good right now is because startups don't want to give their cash to Microsoft. Exactly. Like no one wants to use Microsoft stuff, so that's why desktop Linux is so good right now. Because you know uh, Ruby is a lot nicer to work in than like what? What is it? What is it? Uh, .NET for servers, right? Like building like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Probably. Whatever Microsoft has called. Yeah, it like today. the Linux server stack is, is is solid, right? It's because like there's so much attention on it, right? Like there's so much development time, so much money, so much energy by different companies of all sizes, like so much code written, like so much server side code, right? Written to run on these Linux based servers, uh, that it's like. Why would you like they're focusing on that? Like that's the way the enterprise money is. So, like even Ubuntu is pivoting to uh, enterprise. Like they know that's what the money is, right? Like can Charlotte was like, yeah, like I'm I've burned enough money. Like honestly, like it's it's not it's not going anywhere. So like might as well focus on the stuff that actually makes us money, which is cloud uh, and server. Which is uh, why like, users have to be the ones to fund this stuff, right? And once again, I. I need to keep. I want to keep caveating this, right? Because I, I, because there's a bunch of people who use Linux just because, right? It's like the cheap thing. They don't have a computer that can maybe handle a new version of Windows well, but it's like the Mastodon model, right? Where like a bunch of users who have cash are funding it for everyone else. And okay, maybe that's not tenable for everything, right? No, but like we could try, right? <laughs> maybe it's yeah. like it's it's like whatever, like. John Gruber always says, like, yeah, I love giving money to, like, the EFF and, like, the Wikimedia Foundation. I'm like, do that, Gruber, because you, John Gruber giving money means that, like, people who don't have the money to donate to them don't have to, right? Right, and right, right. Basically, I'm just saying, if you're if you're white and a man and a work in tech, 
just like give the elementary people some cash, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just stop, put down the no, raw water, just... put down the raw water, so can, <laughs> put that soiler subscription on hold. Cancel, cancel, like, uh, cancel, like, what, what, what ridiculous subscriptions do like tech people subscribe? Oh, to? Uh, Marco was talking about a uh, gourmet instant coffee subscription service. Oh, yeah, on cancel ADP that, last week. cancel that shit, cancel that shit. Donate some of that money to help. No, donate some of the money to the, KD uh, people. Yeah, donate some of the money to your favorite open source projects. You know, uh, or even better, donate time. Like donate like code. Donate uh, what else? Donate design talent if you have that. Like, is that's like a very important thing to donate a thing as well? Or if if you're like me and Static, donate a media platform. You know, like open source people get at me. Like I'm actually being <laughs> yeah. serious here, right? Like yeah, that, that's I, well, that's a half of a shit post, but like at the same time, I'm genuinely serious. If you work, if you work in open source and think you want to do podcasty things, I'm here for you. Yeah, like if you know, get you want to like have a podcast talking about open source stuff, you know, uh, you know, you know where the email is. You got, you got to just send an email. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like it's just you know, I feel like if you if you have these projects. And only a minority of people donate to them, but I think that's that's where the viability is. Like you, you have like there's a certain amount of people that have to donate for these to be sustainable. I think long term, because otherwise the enterprise doesn't care about desktop. Why would they care about desktop? Like they have zero interest in desktop Linux. There's like there's no incentive for them to care about desktop Linux. Uh, so it's like yeah, like somebody has to care. Somebody has to put in the time, money, and effort. And I think that and has then, to like be. the end result, right? That the end result of this, right, is that it it'll like non technical people end up benefiting because there'll be another option. If if that now that's a very that that is the end end goal, right? Like Canonical was so close to it. Mozilla's gotten there. Mozilla has gotten there, and we need more projects like Firefox, right? Because Firefox is like the i and. I understand Firefox was like shit for a couple of years and, you know, Mozilla lost their way, but they're getting back on track. And we, and I understand Mozilla also isn't perfect, but it's the best example we have of it, right? Where it's like an open source project that sure, they'll take corporate money, but at the same time, Mozilla is ardent about like respecting your privacy and building a great browser and advancing an open platform. And we need more of that in more prominent places and those places do exist and people working on it but that's why we just need more people covering it once again get at me and so you know right like it's it's doing something's better than doing nothing in this case i feel like and like i mean like what's the worst that could happen we've i i, I don't think things can get worse so no like, no no just that's yeah let's like, just fuck around <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, like often people say like perfection is the enemy of getting things done right so like just focus on what we have and focus on improving what we have right now instead of like you know we we have these aspirations but like at the same time you got to be realistic and like focus on what what the projects are doing right now and how you can support those projects uh like if you use if you use desktop linux you should you should be looking into like how you can you know like help build that like ecosystem right how you like it's not just writing code right it's like being supportive in the community like in the irc channels in the forums right like you're that person who's just like in the IRC channel all day, uh, helping people with their with their issues. I think that that's also like extremely critical. Uh, shout uh, out to people people yeah, who sit in IRC doing that all day. Uh, because, because that's how we got into it, right? Like <laughs> yeah. people 
putting up patiently, patiently yeah, oh, with our patient. silly qu- questions. Yep, very like questions that have been answered like a billion times. Like the people in the Debian channel probably are like some of the most patient people ever. Uh, like yeah, like those people who are in the in the forums in the RC channels. Uh, the developers who are obviously doing like, you know, like the packaging, the people who package software, the people who write the documentation, people who um, there's not enough documentation. You, if, if, if you think you can write documentation, go find your favorite project and see if they need help with documentation because you'd be surprised how many projects really don't have people who are willing or able to write documentation. Like that is a critical project. Like I remember when I when I rewrote mass part of Mastodon's documentation, like I was just like fed up with it, so I was just like might as well write it myself. Uh, so if you have like a project that you use and you think the documentation isn't very good, uh, and you know how the software works enough to write documentation for it, just just go do it. Like just put it out there, put it on your fucking blog, right? Like put it put it in a blog, link it in the IRC channel, put it put it in a commit, right? Like just just do the thing, right? Uh, and like that's that's all I'm saying. Just just gotta do it. You don't gotta aim for perfection. You just gotta get it out there. Uh, that's that's how this fucking podcast started. So I think that's that's a good model, right? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> and, I, and and maybe right. You know, uh, someone there's a very valid complaint that none of this does anything to end help you or to help end users. But but like and I mean end users, I mean like non technical users, right? But I. I want to assume that, you know, we can have projects to improve literacy and all this, right? And I, I think I think that we, like, this is why part of the reason why I don't like the word normies, right? Because we, we, we tend to assume that, right, like, people who aren't as technical don't understand what's going on. And, you know, right, like, corporations have been deceiving them to that point, right? Like, that's, that's a valid thing that has been happening. But as seen with this whole Facebook issue, I think people are smarter than we give them credit for, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have uh, give people have some the faith benefit. in people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that person in your RSC channel asking a stupid question, right? That that is like that person might just be like a person who's never used Linux before, right? Like like people joining like uh, the Ubuntu RSC channel because like they 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 installed the IRC client and one of the like the client one of the channels like for support was 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 an IRC. And like that person is asking like extremely like you know like basic questions like how do I do X right? That person is is not necessarily stupid. I think that's the I think a lot of people forget that uh, not everybody starts out like an expert. Not nobody starts out an expert, right? Uh, like you you got to build that sort of like interest. You got to build like if if you tell them like oh yeah this this is how you do the X thing instead of like oh yeah that's that's a really dumb question like why are you asking that that's not productive right uh i'm talking more about sort of abstract community stuff like i'm most talking about like you know support stuff here but that aspiration of like how like quote unquote normal people right like that distinction right there the difference between people who use linux and normal people like that distinction shouldn't exist right i think that's the hot take right that's, that's uh, the hot take is uh, your elitism is is silly. So stop. So get don't don't at me. Is, is, uh, yeah, stop. Please stop. Please please stop being elitist about it. This, the software should be for everyone, right? That's the software whole goal. Is for everyone, right? Exactly. It's- yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the free software movement, like like the software should be free because it is you know like 
that it should be free for the people. Exactly. Uh, so you know, it's, elitism is 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 not like it's not going to help you like achieve that goal. Like it's not going to help you build software that's going to be good for everybody. It's not going to be help you build software that's you know understanding of various different needs of various different people. Right? It's like if you're elitist about something, you you've already chosen like a singular path, and you're like not you don't want to deviate from it, and that's that's not good. That's that's not that's not how software should work. And I'm at this point, I'm rambling, so I think we should probably stop. Like, yeah, let's uh, probably wrap this up for the week. <laughs> this is good shit, though. That is good shit. Uh, we talked a lot of we talked a lot of shit about Linux, but we also you know uh, talk a lot about how Linux is important and how it should be you know supported in various ways. So go support your Linux distro. Go support the open source project that you use every day. You know, do that thing. Uh, you can find us on twoshadesofbrown.com. We use open source software, you know. On, on the open web. Also, um, this is <laughs> random PSA. If you don't like WordPress because it's PHP, I'm sorry they've lied to you. Uh, like there, there's this like, <laughs> like I've, I, this isn't a hot take, it's objective fact. PHP is like yeah. actually good because PHP is super easy to deploy and super simple exactly. to deploy. Exactly, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And programmers let, let me, will let me tell you php is me, bad okay wait let me let me let me just get my piece in and then you get yours because <laughs> i got beef with all the programmers who like shit on php because you give people who are not programmers or are not that technically versed the impression that php is actually bad when you just don't like it because you kind of think the syntax is weird right it's php is not what it used to be in the 5.x days the php 7 right now is is, is actually pretty decent and if, if I'm going to be real honest, PHP is deployable on every single fucking web host out there. And it's so therefore it makes it the language of the fucking people. Like it's, it's basically like WordPress is the singular example of a project. Like I, I always bring WordPress up because it's such like a good example of a project that, you know, easy to use, deployable everywhere. It runs on basically a fucking toaster. Uh, so it's like, that's that's what it, that it would, that's what you should be aspiring to. WordPress is what you should be aspiring to, right? Uh, so with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna end up. find us on twoshadesofbrown.com, The contact links if you want to add us about our not so hot takes. Uh, you can email us. Uh, also, you can find us on uh, Mastodon, uh, staticsafe at mastodon.zombaclub.com. And Christian, um, I am at chosefina instance dot business. And with that, goodbye. Bye.